Hello, hello. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Oof. Yes. Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> I don't really know what day it is most of the time at the moment. Uh, yeah. Last week I thought it was Wednesday and it was Friday. The only time the mass Singer is on Wednesday, so I know that that's like the middle of the week. Gotcha. We don't have anything we follow, so I've been lost. Mass Singer is good, I gotta say. Except Brad did have a friend post Happy Saturday, y'all, on a Tuesday. <laughs> and he didn't know if he was kidding or not, so he texted him, and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he deleted it. <laughs> 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 so that was interesting. Um, so today we thought that we, we both brought two different conspiracy theories that we're super interested in. Ooh, ooh. Um, so we figured we'd go over those and... If you have any that you like, let us know. Yeah, we love conspiracy theories. And not, like, we don't care about chemtrails. No. Um, we care about the people that care about chemtrails. <laughs> They're fun. There was a guy that used to come get manure from our property, the horse manure, mm -hmm. and the back of his van was printed out pictures of chemtrails and, like, warning signs and stuff and how we were all subject to the government's, like... But like, tests and stuff. You don't see them all the time. No. Like, that's the thing, is, like, you would see... I feel like if it was something like chemtrails, you would see planes all the time having this stuff coming up. I feel that you would be more prone to want to go after the Skyriders. Yeah, I just... I don't... Yeah, I, I've never really understood that. <laughs> it's very weird. I was trying to read the back of his van without being too noticeable, but it it was great. Yeah. It was really great. One of my uncle's friends has a bumper sticker that says 9-11 was an inside job. And, like, I gotta say, there are some, <laughs> like, documentaries where I'm like, holy shit, like, maybe oh, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. like, maybe it was a bomb instead of a plane. But I feel like know, those so. are the people that are the Jim Jones and Charles Mansons of today. Yeah. Like, you know, they get people to believe. What yeah. They, they believe. might not be killers, but they just are really good at talking. Like yeah. they're just really good at being like, you are so right. The sky is purple. I don't know how I never noticed it. Yeah. And they're like, that's cause your eyes just see purple in a different color. And yeah. you're like, yeah, perfect. I'm <laughs> like I totally get it. It's weird. So do you want to just back and forth? You want to start yeah, and then fine. we'll do one of mine. And... Um, okay. So my first one is, the conspiracy theory about the sinking of the Titanic. Ooh. So, I don't think I've ever heard literally anything. We watched... This is a while, a while ago now. Except we watched, we watched Bob's Burgers today, and Gene said he wanted to go to Shootanic. Shootanic? <laughs> yeah. I need to go there. Or Totanic. It was a shoe shop called Totanic. <laughs> I, I don't know how they come up with I don't know either. Do. Anyways, all right, go So, the sinking of the Titanic, the conspiracy theory is that the Olympic was actually made to look like the Titanic because they were sister ships, so they looked similar okay. anyway. Um, and that it was sunk for insurance purposes. So, okay. On September 20th, 1911, uh, the year, what, six months before the Titanic sunk, um, the Olympic had a collision with a Royal Navy warship called the HMS Hawk. And the two ships, it, they were close enough where the Olympic sucked in the, the okay. ship and it caused a massive amount of damage to the, to both ships, but to the Olympic, um, above and below the waterline. Okay. So, um, on the aft starboard side, which is the back and the right side of the ship. Wow. So, yeah. Do you know how to, so. Nope. Port, port and starboard. <laughs> I was about to say front. <laughs> 
So ass <laughs> is the ass, obviously. Okay. So that, but the way you tell between starboard and port mm-hmm. is port is smaller word, so left is the smaller word. Oh. And then starboard is the longer word, and right is the longer word. That's oh. the only way I've ever been able to like. And it could be wrong. No, I'm not. But I'm pretty sure that, like, that was the way that that's I always... That's preposterous. I'm correct. But, like, that's, you know, the way I've always um, That's the easiest way to kind of... Yeah. Short okay. word, left. You yeah. Know, like, that yeah. Kind of okay. I didn't even know the thing about the aft. Yeah. I thought it was and the pole that holds the sail. That's the mast. I don't know what <laughs> aft and... I don't know what the front of the ship is. But anyway, so it was on the right back of the ship. Okay. So the collision caused extensive extensive damage, like I said, above and below the waterline. So it it's more of it's like when your car is a fender bender, but because you hit the engine, it's a total. Like, yeah, so, that one piece of metal went through the yeah, engine because and it's like, it was because it was below the waterline. That makes it more of a catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Collision and you know damage and stuff like that. So the inquiry into the crash blamed the Olympic, despite eyewitness accounts saying that it was the RMS, I'm sorry, the HMS Hawks fault. Yeah. So, the White Star Lines insurance company, which was Lloyd's of London, wouldn't pay out. Okay, gotcha. So, they had a problem because then they have this massive ship that has almost, if, unless they're being paid by insurance to fix it, it's, you know, irreversible damage. They yeah. They can't do anything about it. It's totaled. Yeah. Which, at that point, you know, I, I don't know how much they cost to make, but it was a massive amount of money. Yeah. So, they had the Olympic, the Titanic, and later the Britannic, I think. I don't think that that one was made yet. So, um, the Olympic's extensive repairs, they put a strain on the company, um, and they were building the Titanic at the time where they would have to repair the Olympic. Yeah. So, it put the Titanic behind as well. Setback, because yeah. they couldn't afford to repair one and continue to build the other well, one. Well, and you can't have, like, two crews. No. Like, that's so yeah, expensive. Like it, and their, the dry dock that they were at, or I don't actually, like, don't quote me, I don't know if it's a dry dock, but the dock where it was where they were working on both ships, um, they didn't have room, really, oh, yeah, to work that, on both things. Yeah. So, um, the Titanic got behind schedule, and it would have to be delayed even more if they fixed the Olympic. So, the theory is that the White Star Line patched up the Olympic, um, and converted it to become the Titanic. So, the survivors that were on the Titanic, they stated that when they were leaving Southampton, the Titanic was listing to port... Which means it was taking on water and leaning to that side. Which means that there is an under the water hole or something, something that's letting enough water in that it's like when your car is misaligned. Yeah, and it's, it's pulling, pulling to one side. So that's what was happening. It was kind of like a little off kilter. Um, also, they note they noted that everything that had the Everything on the ship had the white star line, uh, like emblems logo, and stuff. emblem, and all that stuff. Gotcha. The only things on the ship that had the name the Titanic on them were easily exchangeable things: the lifeboats, bells, compasses, and nameplates. Gotcha. So anything you could just carry on. Yeah. So nothing, nothing that had the Titanic name on it was like permanent. Exactly. It yeah. wasn't like stamped into the you know. Wood, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like a carpet that says Titanic on it or something. So, um, it just said the White Star Line. So the Olympic was damaged beyond repair, and the hypothesis 
the hypothesis is that the plan was to slowly sink the Olympic out and with other ships close enough to save them. Um, but so what happened is that they knew that they had a lack of lifeboats. Obviously, that's why the Titanic was such a horrific yeah, tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is because they only had enough lifeboats for less than half of the passengers that were on. Yeah. So the there were supposed to be ships out around but, the Titanic yeah. slash Olympic to be able to come pick up the passengers, so it wouldn't make it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my one of my theories is that one of the reason in this conspiracy theory, I'm not sure that this is true, but my theory is that. One of the reasons they didn't have as many lifeboats is the Olympic was not used for cruise lining. Yeah, it no. was used for I think it was military Whatever and that ships kind of stuff. Do. Yeah, so cargo. They stuff. didn't need as much lifeboats for the Olympic. Yeah, because it should just be workers. So they moved on there. the they moved the lifeboats and they didn't want to pay to have more lifeboats to set the Titanic just to sink the ship. So they had the idea to make sure that there was other like ships out there to be able to help them. Well, because you would have to hang more of those lifeboat holders. You'd yeah. have to... I mean, it's a, a whole yeah. thing, you know? So, um... The problem was, is... One of the things that I read is that they were supposed to say something like... They were supposed to light off, like, four flares or four fireworks or something like that to let the other ships know that it was time to come help them. Uh -huh. um, but what happened was, is that because the the damage on the Olympic was so extensive, the patch job that they did wasn't enough, and by the time they got to where they were, where they were going to sink the ship, they had already taken on so much water and not been able to shut the watertight doors that it sunk within an hour or two instead of it instead being like, of like an a overnight. slow yeah. process. So they didn't account for that. Wow. So also there... There are pictures of the two boats, um, and there's only slight differences between the Olympic and the Titanic. Um, so there's less portholes on the forward C decks of the Olympic. The spacing of the windows on the B deck are different, and something about the A deck. What was the A deck? There's something about the A deck. I believe it was the spacing of the windows as well. So there are pictures of the Titanic during construction. Mm-hmm that don't match the picture of the Titanic when it left Southampton. It matches the Olympic. Oh, that's interesting. So, the th there's a few theories. There's one, obviously, the most, like, this one, is that they sunk it for insurance money, and then when everything happened the way that it did, like, they fucked up. So yeah. So, they were gonna rename the Titanic. Once that one sunk and it was the Titanic, they were gonna rename the Titanic something completely different, so that nobody suspected that that was the limp, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it sunk too fast and everything got fucked up. Also, there was huh. one theory that I saw, I didn't write it down because it just seemed crazy. But J.P. Morgan was part of the White Star Line. Uh-huh. Um, and there's, like, this thing about him, them being f part of the five, like, main families that control everything in the world. Oh. So he, there was a few of J.P. Morgan's, um competitors, enemy-type people on the Titanic, because um, they were going mm. to America, and it was obviously a big deal to go on the Titanic to, the, you know, on its maiden voyage. So there were theories that 
he sunk the boat on purpose, knowing that they would be on the ship to get rid of his competitors and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I thought that was... That's I mean, there's super there's more to it. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't want to like go into. Deep, I've never like, like I've never heard that. Yeah, we watched a documentary. I think it was on YouTube, a while like years ago now that talked about it. But I mean, it's it's. I compelling. mean, it makes sense. Yeah, like and it's definitely something that you can't really lie about. Photos of it being built and going, look at that. Yeah. And then photos of wreckage and being like, look at that. Yeah. Like. Well, and, like I guess it's especially to, back to, like, then. The untrained eye, quote unquote. The differences in, like, how many portholes there are or the spacing and stuff isn't really that big of a deal. You can write it off as a different angle or different Yeah, places. yeah, yeah. But to the trained eyes who have looked at the pictures, like, it's kind of like, weird. oh, okay, this is a little weird, you know? Wow. Like, so, yeah. And, I That's mean, it makes sense. That's interesting. If they it does pay, make sense. You know, if they couldn't pay to fix the Olympic, I mean, why not sink it? No, with the knowledge that you're going to be able to save everybody on board... And then this horrible tragedy happens where that's not the case, so you can't really come out of that at a good, you yeah. know, like, there's no way to be like, oh, by the way, God, you know. Well, and you also, I mean, so long ago, people think that they have a hold on technology or building yeah. and stuff like that, but again, so long ago, people building yeah. are people like me, like my dad and your dad that's like, no, hold. Yeah. And you're like, oof. Will it? Are you 100% sure? Yeah. Well, and there's other things about... There There was a fire that was burning in the in the um, bottom of the ship for 10 days before it set sail, and they think that that weakened the repairs that they had done. Gotcha. Um, by fire, I mean, like, in the watertight compartments where it wasn't supposed to be on fire, like, not where yeah. they're shoveling coal or anything yeah. like that. Like, and they, it wasn't... On a regular ship at that time, it wouldn't have been a big deal to have a fire like that. Yeah. Because it was down in the bottom. Like, it could keep it contained. Yeah. But it weakened the repair job that they did, which is what caused it to sink so fast. And for the other, I think it was the Carpentia that came to get them, like, them not to be able to get there in time. Yeah. So, that is insane. Yeah. That's super interesting. Well, and I hope that that's not true, but anything to do with the Titanic, I'm in. Yeah, I know, right? As we look at your... <laughs> we have a uh, Titanic experience in Orlando that's relatively new, and Sam's went with her dad. Um, yeah, we went when I was a kid to the one in St. Petersburg, so I took him for his birthday. Heard? <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, so one of my favorites is the Dyatlov Pass incident. I don't know. It's... I'd like to say that it's, like, well-known, but then I think that it's just well-known to the people that are in my head. Yeah. So, um, it's really interesting, though, because it's never really... There's never been, like, this solid, like, here is an answer, stop coming up with conspiracy theories. Yeah, one, well, isn't it technically reopened? <sighs> I thought I thought I heard that the Russian government or Russian whatever had reopened. They the might case. have. Um, so it happened in 1959. Um, it was a the people that were involved with this. They were um, like field agents. They did tests. They knew how to hike. They knew how to live for you know weeks out in the wild. I guess you would call it, just like camping. I mean, they're just one of those people. They know mm -hmm. what to do so they can do their research and they're done. Um, so it was a nine-member ski hiking expedition um, 
they had gone missing weeks and weeks before in northern Urals of Soviet Union. I would never know where any of that stuff is. Um, so it was students and graduates from the Polytechnic Institute. Um, they're a few hundred miles away. And they had set out on January 27th to go to another mountain that was about seven miles away. Um, they were doing just like rough, um, investigating rough samples, rough everything. And this is like, it's snowing the whole nine. Um, they never came back. There was another rescue crew that went out to look for them. And this is like forever after they went out there. Um, cause I mean, it's, you know, it's 1959, like there's some communication, like we have mm -hmm. ways, but not more like walkie talkie. Yeah. Like, not like today stuff, yeah, you not know, less instant, like yeah. talking. Um, I mean, I don't know when like military grade or satellite phones were around, but you'd have to have one of those to actually like contact somebody. Mm -hmm. Like I don't it's, think that was to like the 80s. Yeah. So like it's that level kind of stuff. So they go out to find them and there's a couple different camps. Um, I don't know who was at which camp, um, but they're destroyed, like totally destroyed. Um, some people were never found. There were a few people that were never found. One of the interesting camps, the more interesting camp, um, was the second camp that was found a while after the first camp because it was kind of that like, oh, here. But then I guess another group had like kind of split off within a safe distance and it when they were searching for the bodies, they found the other camp. Mm -hmm. um, the second camp to me is more interesting. The first camp, what was weird about the first camp, besides everybody missing, was most all of their clothes were still there. Mm -hmm. um, and the tent was ripped from the inside out. Yeah. Which is very weird. Um, but they couldn't find anybody. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really any signs besides that that something horrible had happened, yeah. though they're missing. Well, and I know that, um, like, the zippers were intact. It wasn't like they couldn't have just unzipped to get That's, out of yeah, it was, it's kind of weird. And then what I find interesting about the second camp is they did find, um, the people from the second camp, they were wearing clothes from the first camp, um, and one of them had their tongue ripped out, mm -hmm. but there was no physical damage to their body, to their organs, no bruising. Technically, they were fine. Mm -hmm. They, people, people, doctors determined that they froze to death. Even though one's missing a tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of weird. So, and they're all experienced. I mean, they, they left their shoes... It, the campsites themselves look like they were trying to get away from something, mm -hmm. but there's no actual evidence of something. Yeah. It's just like hectic. It's mm -hmm. just crazy. So there was a few theories on it. Um, they did feel that it was almost like a Donner party thing and they all just went nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know. Well, they weren't out for long enough. You know Their what I mean? experience. Like, yeah. Well, and even then like they weren't out long enough that it got to that point. Well, and it's, they, no one really believed that they were in trouble beforehand. There were still rations. Mm -hmm. They still, like, everything looked like they should still be comfortable. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like, oh, we didn't really, like, we didn't plan well enough. We ran out of food days ago. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all just kind of going crazy. Like, it really wasn't one of those things. Um, 
some people say that they did, they just went, they went psycho. Um, but that doesn't really attest for you not looking like you were in a struggle. Mm -hmm. Your tongue's ripped out. Yeah. Um. But I know one of them, the inside, like, she had broken bones and broken skull and stuff. Yes. from the outside, But the she outside, was perfect. Yeah. Like, her skull was smashed, but nothing. Yeah. No divots in her head, no blunt force trauma. Exactly. Um... Another theory is that they think that there was a testing of either a mm -hmm. bomb. Um, what, though there's no recorded sounds or um, test sounds, the bomb thing doesn't make any sense because from overhead they've never found like an actual like point to where yeah. it would travel over them like that well, and i know that there was a couple i think it was one guy maybe a girl that were stuck up in a tree yes so yeah. why would they if there was a bomb they ha get thrown up in the tree but, but the tree stays but fine, everything's like fine yeah the the only rebuttal that i've heard to that is a sonic kind okay. of booming thing yeah um but again like well, yeah. you would think that that would cause, especially a noise-type bomb, you would think that that would cause an avalanche. Something. Like, yeah. you know, even if it was a small, like, you know, snow slide or something like that, it would be enough for them to have evidence of it being buried or... Yeah. Like, their campsites buried, their body, you know, whatever it might yeah. be. They, um, they, the only rebuttal that I, like, with that is the fact that the people were in the trees. Yeah. And then, like, it's still, like, I just don't understand how you can get inward damage with no outward damage. Yeah. They just felt that it would almost be like a movie scene of them being thrown mm -hmm. from, like, the force of it. Yeah. But it's still, like, Yeah. Um, and then, and it's all, you know, the simpler ones, they, you know, they say there was a bear attack. They say that they think someone ambushed them in the middle of the night, but 59 doesn't seem like an ambush time. Well, and like, why would, it would have to be a group of more than nine people to subdue all nine campers. Yeah. Like, it, it would have to be a, a pretty large group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I mean, at the same time, like, if there's no outward, like, evidence of how you died, mm -hmm. and you're up in a tree, like, you climbed up there. Yeah. Those people aren't around anymore. Why didn't you just climb back down? Yeah. Like, you know, like, how did you die in a tree unless it's tremors? Like, and you well, didn't... Like, one thing I always thought was the fact that, A, some of them didn't have clothes on, and B, some of them had others, other people's clothes on. But, like, missing shoes, only wearing socks. Like, we're talking, like, Russian tundra. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like... They shouldn't be unclothed. Yeah. Like, period. Yeah, Sleeping like, or anything. The they it's shouldn't like they be. They would be wearing some type of protective Something. clothing to sleep. Because it's just a tent. Like, yeah, it might it, be a better tent, but it's still not going to be, like, No, these were, like... Perfect, these you know? are, like, fucking carry-on-your-back tents. Yeah, like, they're like, not that you know, great. even if they have, like... Sleeping bags and all that kind of stuff. No, they still need you should, something, like, yeah. to keep them warm. There's, it was, like, the bare necessities that were on some people. Yeah. And then not. Yeah. And even then, like, that's, that, it, it's fascinating to me. And it's so weird, and no one's really ever gotten closer to what, 
like something sound that makes sense because then you travel into the the obviously we're I don't understand why they're naked like not naked but I don't understand why they're wearing barely anything yeah like underwear and like and I don't understand why clothes from one camp are on someone else from another camp yeah um you move into the obviously they're spooked by something Bigfoot the only thing and like I don't say this in like any other way except to me. And a comparison, cattle mutilations have the same kind of thing as this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, when they find mutilated cattle, that it doesn't make any sense, and these people go towards aliens. Yeah, they have perfectly circular cutout, e- like the ear is gone, but in a beautifully perfect cookie cutter circle. Yeah, nothing. The blood is congealed, almost as if it was soldered. Yeah, their organs are totally fine. Um. Almost no blood, though. Yeah. Why? Like, technically this cow looks like it should be totally fine, but it's missing or it's cut, like, something... Yeah. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it has that same degree of, like, why are you in this clothes? Why don't you have clothes? How are you up in the tree? Yeah. One, the fact that they cut themselves out of the tents always seemed to me like something got in the tent... Yeah, and without you're just, them like, knowing about it, and then it was like a panic. But then something has to be small enough that it could get in the tent enough to get them to be able to get away by yeah. cutting open the tent and leaving. It's, you know, it's really weird, and I, I think the biggest key to it, with nothing missing from the campground as far as like va- you know valuable stuff, um, no. I mean, it's it's a while, but no, nothing that points to someone being there. Yeah. Why aren't they dressed accordingly to going to bed? Yeah. Well, and why are all of them dead? That's another thing, is there's nine people, <sighs> and they all died in all these mysterious ways, different from one another for the most part. Yeah, I mean... Like, why? Because I know some of them had, like, radiation. Yes, and, yeah. But some of them didn't. So, like, you would think that if it was, like, a radiation bomb that went off, they would all have traces of radiation as opposed to it just being one or two or three or whatever it was. Well, and that's, I think it's the, the first campsite tested for radiation, but the other one was close enough and didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Is so it's that not, doesn't... It's more like a campground where you're at one patch and then somebody's at the next patch next to you. Not like... No, it wasn't like miles at, you know, away. at the top of the mountain and somebody's at the bottom. Like, yeah, that's no. That's not... It wasn't miles away. It was just like whatever was in this certain area, that group was testing that or taking samples. And then this area was like just far enough away that we might as well stay there. Yeah. But if we need sugar, we can run over. Yeah. Like it's, it's not... It's one of the weirdest and most fascinating things ever. Like, I just, I love it. Because it's, I mean, our government's no better. But, like, because it's, like, the Russian government, like, like who even now are trying to say that there's no COVID-19 cases there, like, they're not going to tell anybody if if something went wrong, if there was a test and they didn't know people were out in the mountains, like, anything like that, like... Well, and that's when it was brought up to Russian government... Their answer, almost like American government with alien stuff, they said it was a bear attack. Yeah. Which with a bunch of scientists going... A bear with, without, definitely knows how to crush a skull without leaving any marks whatsoever. Well, now they were like, so a bear undressed them. Yeah. Ripped out, like, ripped out a tongue with, like, no other ripping or tearing. Or, yeah. Well, that's another <laughs> like thing. Like, a child. 
<laughs> like, what made these people, A, get undressed, because they had to have gotten undressed to not have clothes on, because you don't Something. decide that you're going to be like, oh, cool, like, I'm hot. It's a little you know? hot in the tundra tonight. Yeah, like, like, you know, so it had to have been something that, maybe, like, something got on them, where they, like, were tearing up, you know. That's what's like, so weird. But their clothes... But then they're, like, wearing clothes from another thing. Like, yeah. some of them have... It's... It is the weirdest thing. It is almost as if someone stumbled onto a normal crime scene, and mm-hmm. they were like, let's fuck with people. Yeah. Like, do this, do that. Like, it... It's very strange, but it is one of my favorites. There's actually, like, a really... I say, like, shitty, because it's... I love that movie. The Devil's, Devil's Pass. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Well, like, it's time travel and it's, like, descent-type creatures. And it does. It has, like, this really cool um, Stephen King, like, conspiracy, government, alien kind of thing. Um, it's really fun. I can't say that it teaches you anything about anything. No. But it is super fun and it is supposed to, you know, be very loosely based on those events. Yeah. It's actually a really and good another, movie. It's actually... Not a bad theory as to what happened. No. Well, like they brought it all home. Like yeah, it little, wrapped little itself things. around pretty yeah. good. But um, I love it. I just I think it's super interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. But if they reopened it, then I definitely want to like read more about. Yeah, that, I thought I that I heard that. that they had like reopened to see. I just can't even imagine that like Russia like would that. let you. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess because it is one of their most famous things, like, it's not just people from outside Russia that want to know. Like, it is actual yeah. Russians that are like, can we find out what happened? Because there's still people going up into these mountains, like... It's so strange, but, um, yeah, that's that's one of mine. Check out Devil's Pass. It's, I think it was on Netflix last time I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't so. watched it Super while. good. Um, so my next one is about Ed Edwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go quickly through his, like, crimes and stuff, um... The crimes are horrific if you want to look it up, but I wanted to get more to the conspiracy as opposed yeah, to, yeah, yeah. like, focusing on, like, what he did. But in order to get to this conspiracy, you need to, you need to know what he did. Know. So, um, he was the sweetheart killer. So, he was, um, orphaned at a young age and sent to an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in and out of... What year June, was he, roughly? Or, no. In, like, the 60s, 50s okay. area. So, his crimes weren't until the 70s, though. So oh, okay, gotcha. So, he, he kept getting put in jail for petty crimes, like, burglary and check forging and all that kind of stuff. So, he kept escaping from prison. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and to, it got to the point where he was escaping and all this stuff so much that he was put Ted on Bundy. the, right, he was put on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list <laughs> so that people would catch him. So, he actually, this isn't part of, very, it's not pertaining to the story, but he actually um, went on a television show to be interviewed uh-huh. as to why, like, criminals, kind of to give, like, insight into different criminals. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at that point, they didn't know he was a murderer. They only knew about, like, his, not, I don't want to say petty, because burglary and stuff is not good, but not murder Classified crimes. as a petty yeah. theft, yeah. So, he's known to have murdered five people. Um, in Ohio, in 1977, he murdered um, Billy Lavaco and Judy Straub. And in 1980, he murdered Tim Hack and Kelly Drew. Um, they were stra- stabbed and strangled. And because of the couples, he was nicknamed the Sweetheart, Sweetheart Killer. Yeah, okay. So it took 29 years and a DNA match for them to be able to arrest him for those two murders. Oh, wow. So what happened was that his... 
daughter, April, he had five kids and an adopted son who went missing when he was like 18. So he had, oh wow. So his daughter, April, saw on, I don't know if it's TV or, you know, something like that about the sweetheart murders and they moved around a lot when she was a kid. So it coincided with where they were living at the time was when the murders were. And the clubs that these people... Because it was outside a club for one and outside, like, a lover's lane type situation for the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them... I don't know if one of them or both of them, but one of them for sure was on October 31st, like, on Halloween night. Yeah. I believe the club one was on... Um, outside the club. And by club, I mean, like, pool hall type club. Okay, okay. Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, like, disco type a- club. 60s type club. Yeah. So, um, his daughter April saw on TV about these murders. So she called the police and said, I think it's my dad. Um, she had, I'll get into I feel like a lot leads to that. Because I would never. So there are other things in her life that make it so that she thinks that her dad does these. All right. So one thing that he used to do at Edwards is they used to move around a lot, Mm -hmm. but they used to move in the middle of the night. They would never move during the day. They would. She would be woken up in the middle of the night. We're going. And, yeah, they would move and, you know, not little moves. It would be from, like, us in Florida to moving to, like, Tennessee or, like, It's not a, like, like my house is haunted, so I'm going to go to the next town over. Exactly. It's, like, it's, we're going to have a 32-hour car drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, April remembers that... Was he married? The, or is yeah. He, okay. So, one of the reasons that they moved in 1982 was because, um... They moved because his wife was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and when she got out, they moved again. Mm-hmm. She was in the hospital because he had stabbed her. Okay. But they didn't want, or he at least, and was able to abuse and bully his wife into moving again, didn't want anybody to know that she had been stabbed by him. So in their childhood, they adopt, adopted, but like kind of more of a took-under-the-wing type gotcha, thing. Gotcha, yeah. Um, some, a, a boy named Danny, and his name was Danny Boy Edwards. Like, he changed his name to be part of the family. So, he went into the military. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing was that Ed Edwards had gone AWOL from the military. Okay. He was caught, when he was younger, he was caught and he um, dishonorably discharged. Okay. And he went in, I think he was, like, charged with going AWOL. Okay. So, Danny Boy went into the military and wanted to go AWOL, so he asked Ed to help him go AWOL. So Ed had taken out an insurance policy on Danny Boy, like, a while before, when he joined the military. Yeah. So Danny, or, nobody knew this, but Danny Boy went missing. Yeah. So they found out when, so eventually April called the police and said, I think my dad is the one who did the sweetheart killings. Um, this was in 2010. Wow. So he was arrested and brought extradited to where the murders took place and he confessed to 15 more murders other than the two of the the two that she had couples seen. that she yeah, had known yeah. about he also confessed that <clears throat> Danny boy had come to him to ask for help going AWOL yeah so he took Danny boy out into the woods to show him how to live on the woods at least in, I don't know I guess maybe he thought, like, Danny Boy thought he could do it for a year, and then it would be like, oh, we're good. We, like, we never found now. him. Yeah. Like, well, he shot him. Okay. Ed, Edward shot Danny Boy when they were out in the woods and just left him, like, yeah. left his body there. Um, so he could collect on the insurance money. So, this is where it gets crazy. So, April remembers her dad not being a good person, obviously. Yeah. Stabbed her mom in 1982. Like, they moved in the middle of the night. A lot. Yeah. So that's 
a very, very, very brief description of Ed Edwards. If you want more information, he's very fascinating, but I want to get to the conspiracy yeah. part of this. So, John Cameron wrote a book called It's Me, the Ed Edwards, the serial killer you never knew about. Mm-hmm. So he, he hypothesizes that Ed Edwards could be... So one thing that Ed Edwards did was any town that they moved to, he would try to ingratiate himself into the police. He would go to bars that police frequented. If there was a crime scene, he would, like, want to go and, like, yeah, he's at, watch like, and the help. the police picnic. And, exactly. Like, do you need mustard? Exactly. Do gotcha. you need help? Do you need this? Trying to... Because he wants to be a cop, but he can't be because he's, you know, his background and stuff like that. So he always inserted himself. And one of the other things that he did was during the Sweetheart murders, he would try to be part of the investigation. Try to figure out as much as they he could find out, like, all that kind of stuff. Just to, you know, and also to kind of, like, if they were looking at the wrong person, he got pleasure out of them framing, out of it being able to be somebody else and it wasn't him. Yeah. So... They arrested him in 2010. So, John Cameron, we're going back to him. So, he analyzed other murders that Ed Edwards could have committed. So, one of the murders that he thinks he could have committed was Adam Walsh, which is John Walsh's son, who Mm -hmm. was decapitated, I believe. Um, His kappa was detated. And then... Otis O'Toole had confessed oh. to that and then recanted and, you know, Yeah, all that stuff. yeah. So, he thinks that Ed Edwards could be responsible for that because he lived in the place where Adam Walsh lived at the time. Mm-hmm. John Benet Ramsey. Really? Because he lived, so he looked like Santa at the time, mm-hmm. and we know John Benet was murdered on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And he lived in Boulder at the time of the John Benet Ramsey murder. The Robin Hood Hills murders. Really? So, <laughs> the Robin Hood Hills murders of Stevie Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Barnes, which we've obviously been talking about. Twice now. Check so, it out. So, because Edward... Ed was obsessed with police. He tried really hard to assimilate into the police procedure. He loved when people got framed for his crimes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a huge, you know, part of it that he got to watch it? So one of the most compelling pieces of evidence that Ed Edwards killed the Robin Hood Hills kids is in Paradise Lost, the first movie, when John Mark Byers and Melissa Byers are at the graveyard, you're like smiling and giddy right it's now. Like, it's like because this is like just so insane. Because there's actually I like, wish you could see your face. There's right actually like evidence of it, you know, and it gets even crazier. This isn't even the worst one. So they they're looking at the gravestone with Christopher Byers' gravestone yes. with John Meyer and Willis Byers. So they they pan the camera. Yeah. And Ed Edwards is standing right there. Shut up! No fucking yeah. way. He's dressed in all white. Like he he literally looks like. Um, Shit, what's his name? Oh, the, the guy, guy from, from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, so he de- John he Hammond. Like, yeah, he like he has the hat, he has the staff, and he has a white shirt and white linen pants on. But like, it's only a second; it's just a cutaway scene. But like, they pan away from Melissa Byers and John Mark Byers, and he's there. So it just looks like a guy being like, "What are you doing over there?" Exactly. Oh, so he him. also looks like he has money in his hand, but I don't know. So the next crazy one is he could have done. 9/11. The Teresa Halbuck murder. Really? So, one of the things is that one of the sweetheart murders, I, I believe it's one or both, don't quote me on it, was done on Halloween. Teresa Halbuck went missing on Halloween. Ed Edwards lived an hour from Avery Auto Salvage at the time of her murder. Really? 
in Making a Murderer, when Shot. they go to the oh. courthouse, they pan around. They're showing, I believe it's Stevie's dad, or, uh, yeah, Stephen's dad, coming in the doors to the courthouse to go for the trial. Ed fucking Edwards is standing there in a blue shirt in the hallway, just kind of assimilated into the cops. I have, right now. Yeah, like, it's, and he's there. Like, I've watched, not, I've, I've known about this conspiracy theory for a while, so I've watched Paradise Lost, and you see him, and I've watched Making a Murder, and it's like, holy fuck. And it's him. Like, they, they've, like, I don't know what you do as a cop, like, because John Cameron is a cop, the guy who has these theories. Yeah. Like, he's confirmed that both of them are Ed Edwards, in both of them. What? Yeah. So, and the fact that Teresa Hallbuck was, went missing and murdered on Halloween, and that was his MO, was that Halloween was the night that he went out and did it. Yeah. And they, like I said, he lived an hour from Avery Auto Salvage. So really not that, not that far. Close enough that he went to the trial. It's, uh, it's one of those things that an hour for us puts us in Tampa with eight million stops in between. Yeah. An hour in Wisconsin. Yeah. Is three cornfields. Yeah. So. (laughs) Holy shit. But we're not done. What? The the biggest one. But wait. There's more. (laughs) So the biggest one, the biggest murder that John Cameron believes that Ed Edwards could have been is the Zodiac Killer. Okay, well... Because they lived in Northern California, in every place that the Zodiac killings happened, they were within, like, 10 to 15 minutes of living in those places. Because they moved around a lot, but, like, literally every murder matches up with an address. He's the guy the police officers didn't stop. So his young picture, his young mugshot, Uh matches the deposit, or... No, what's the fucking word? Composite. Yeah. Sketch. Of the Zodiac Killer with the glasses. Shut. It matches it, like... Good. Very, very good. What? And, so his daughter, April, which is another reason she went to the cops, is she remembers, as a kid, her dad used to make all five of the kids sit down and watch stuff about the Zodiac Killer. News briefings, you know, all that kind of stuff. But kind of that, like, dad, why? So they would be watching, and she said it was like her dad was watching a football game. Every so often, they would say some kind of fact about what happened with the Zodiac Killer, and he would punch his fist down and go, that's not how it happened. Every time. She said multiple times he would be like, that's not how it happened. They're getting it wrong. Like, really angry that they were getting the the story wrong. Wow. Yeah. So, like, it's crazy. This is crazy shit. Yeah. The... They can say whatever about the Zodiac. Yeah. But everybody could be If he's in that, yeah. He's in in both both. of those. He's in Paradise Lost. Like I said, it's the scene where John Mark Byers and Melissa Byers at Christopher Byers. Yeah, yeah. They pan around and he's dressed like the guy from Jurassic Park. And then he's in a blue shirt. He's in a blue t shirt when Stevie's dad um is coming into the courthouse to go for I I think it's I think it's Steve's trial. I don't think it's Brendan's trial. Steve's trial, he walks in the door, and he's, like, behind him, just on camera, just hanging out in the courthouse, in the hallway to go into the courthouse. And they've, John Cameron has confirmed that it was him both Is times. he alone now? Like, did his wife either pass away oh, or... Oh, so, so what happened was he got arrested for the two, the two sweetheart killings. Yeah. Um, he got sentenced to life in prison. This is 2010. Yeah, and died within a month of being in prison. Because he was on oxygen, he was like seventy something years old. Gotcha. He was on oxygen, overweight, obese. Was so, but I mean, like, like for him to be at the Avery trial and um, to be at the um, 
Paradise Law in that. Yeah. Did he still have a wife then, or was he like solo? I don't know. Okay. He's he's not anywhere near anybody. So I just didn't know if like kids and wife were like, nope, we're not. Gonna that's make- him in the background behind Ken Kratz in Making a Murderer. Oh, yeah. I hate Ken Kratz. Oh yeah. He looks like he's looking at him like he wants to kill him. Right. When he's not talking to anybody, he's not. How is he? Yeah. And then in Paradise Lost. This is him in that. So, just crazy, crazy shit. Like, I'll put these two pictures up on our Instagram so you guys can see them. Um, and like I said, obviously, it looks like it's him when you look at the pictures. Like, we'll ha- I'll have a side-by-side. Um, the Stephen Avery, because he doesn't have the beard anymore, yes. Beards change a lot of stuff. Yeah. But even body type and just kind yeah. of, you can see it. General everything is, um, But I'm gonna trust, very close. you know, someone that's done this longer than us. One, it's the guy who, the detective who nailed him eventually. So, but yeah, so all the high-profile murders, like, the... Robin Hood Hills, John Benet, Zodiac, Making a Murderer, and like I said, he lived in every part, every place that that happened Was at he the time. In it Russia happened. around 1959, right? Like, <laughs> isn't that crazy though? Holy shit! He was like in the background. Yeah, that's like well, that. that's his thing. His thing was to get himself in with the police so that he could watch his crimes, them trying to solve them, and then yeah. if they got too close, that was when he moved. Like, or if he thought that maybe him being around them too long was detrimental yeah. to him. Like, that's when he was there. Um, it, there's a documentary. I cannot remember the name of it. Um, it was a sex trafficking, children's sex trafficking thing. It was something about these kids that were doing, um, uh, they were newspaper boys. Um, paper boys. Oh, Johnny Gash? Yes. Mm-hmm. And him being in the frame of the newspaper or Mm -hmm. the news lady that was like all these people have shown up to go look for these boys kind of thing and he's front and center yeah the guy that conducted everything yeah um it's like that like when it's like those pictures seconds before death Mm -hmm. (laughs) holy shit yeah so it's i i don't know so much i mean him living in boulder and that kind of stuff it's very suspicious because obviously he is a murderer and yeah. he, he got off on being part like it's it's like when the police always around a crime scene film the the crowd that gathers yes. because a lot of a the lot time of them want to come back yeah a murderer or whoever committed the crime will be in the crowd to see their handiwork it's like when you paint a room and you just, you walk in, you're like looks good yeah. and then you go do something and you come back and you're yeah. like god it looks good yeah it's the same thing. They mm-hmm. want to see that moment of either the disgust, the confusion, yeah. the the people going, oh my god. Well, and then the giggling when Damien and Jason get nailed for the crime, and he's like, cool, I'm good, when Stephen Avery gets nailed for the crime. Like, perfect, let's do this. Wow. And because he liked to frame people for stuff, they think that he put Teresa Halbuck's remains and stuff on the Avery property. Because he knew that Stephen Avery and the Averys in general weren't well-liked in Manitowoc and that he had the case pending against the state to get the $34 million. So it was like a good like tie-up to be like, yeah, the cops will definitely go after him if yeah. I make it seem like he did this crime. Yeah, like this whole double jeopardy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so. Holy crap. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is so interesting. 
yeah, like there's circumstantial evidence to say that he has been living in every area of every single one of those murders. They're all high profile enough that he would definitely be part of it. You know it's, what I mean? Like he would enjoy the, the yeah. confusion and the terror and you know, that kind of stuff. It's um it's eerie enough, even if he is this you know, I was never caught killer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't do it anymore because he's old as hell. Yeah. It's eerie enough that he is right there. Yeah. Well, Even if he didn't do anything, but he's just like... Why was he at, you know, why was he at, at the graveyard? Like, you know, people in West Memphis knew that the HBO had brought in the documentary film crew. Yeah. So was he, like, following them around and then realizes that, like... Because what happens is... They pan around, they see him, and he kind of does that awkward, like, oh, shit, and, like, kind of shuffles around, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, like, he's, like, facing, because he's watching Melissa and, and uh, John Mark Byers. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, I've been caught, and then, like, kind of shuffles away. But what's so weird is he is as front and center as you could be, mm-hmm. like, especially behind that lawyer. Yeah. There's no one else in the hall. There, in the wide shot, there is. It's, like, because there's the door that Ken Kratz is going to is going to the... There's, like, a cop there to let yeah. him in. There's cops behind Ken Kratz. There's his, like, um, co-counsel and stuff yeah. right there. They just cut it... The picture I have, like, they just cut it down. I know, but it's still but, not in a crowd. But it's in, like, not just in the that, wide like, shot, he is just some random old guy But that's what I mean, is it's just so, like... It's not one of those, like, oh, pause the video. Third person back. Yeah. Who is that? He is... It's all of him, just yeah. right there. Yeah, he just wants to be part That's of it. That's so weird. Yeah. So that is fucking creepy. There's an uh, like a documentary type thing. Uh, it's like 45 minutes long on. Um, there needs YouTube, to be more, right? On YouTube called Brain Scratch. So if you search Brain Scratch Ed Edwards, it'll come up. It'll give you like I did with like a little background information about uh-huh. him. Um, but it goes more in depth into like how he could have committed the other murders, like the more high profile murders. Wow. Uh, has anybody emailed Bob Ruff yet? Right. <laughs> look! Look into this! We need your, like, really pretty documentary style right. and also a podcast. That is insane. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Well, mine's not as fast. That's, like, so cool to me. Um, my next conspiracy theory is, um, this is just the one that, uh, kind of leads, there's a bunch of other ones. Um, but the main one is the bloop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an ultra low frequency, high amplitude underwater sound detected by the U.S. National, the NOAA, in 97. Um, it showed up. Everything that you, you can hear, like, all these sounds on mm-hmm. YouTube. They play all of them. There's, uh, a ton. Um, there's one, uh, there's one called The Train, there's one called Slow Down, there's one called Julia. Um. Mom? Yeah, I, every time, <laughs> like, when I hear it, I'm like, that's so funny. Um, there's actually a list of them. Um, they play them slower, uh, on YouTube. There, I think Julia lasts, like, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they just play it slower so that you can, like, hear the frequency of it better. Yeah. Um, so the bloop was, literally just sounds like a bloop. Mm-hmm. Um, they slow it down, so it's a, it goes a little bit longer than that, but the weird thing about this thing is it's not, it was picked up by 
separate countries mm-hmm. at the same time in too big of a distance okay. for it to be picked up if it was a man-made sound. Okay. So one, it was closer to one of these countries than the other one, but the other one picked it up at the same exact frequency that this other country picked it up. Yeah. It was a very, like, equal, however they register that stuff. Like, if it's a seven-point earthquake, you know, somewhere might feel the shocks of Uh it and have, like, a one. And then, obviously, where it happens is, like, a seven. Yeah. This was just a seven. But over way too big, like, across an ocean. Yeah. There's no records from any submarines, any military bases, any offshore drillings. Like, there's no records of, at the time that the bloop happened... Yeah. ...them doing anything. Like, you know, yeah, we were drilling. Yeah. Um, the The bloop is bloop, but... The train one is really creepy to me because it does like have this, yeah, like really, really weird. Julia is just like a very slow, like it gets lower and lower, so it's like a for like a while, yeah. Um, slow down kind of does the same thing, um, but it stays, it's the same sound, but it gets slower, okay. Um, again, all of these have registered across. From one seaside to another. Yeah. It's it's really, really weird. The various things that are said as far as, like, what scientists think and this and that, which I... All of them say that it doesn't explain why it's picked up the same frequency across the ocean places. from different continents. It shouldn't. Yeah. Um, some people say that it's uh, coral. I've never, coral? yeah, I've never personally heard coral, but I guess they say that a certain current underwater could okay. go through coral. Like SpongeBob's holes. Kind yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. But <sighs> across continents. Yeah, that's. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, well, if you can offshore oil drill in Alaska, but they can't hear it in Russia, then how would you be able to fucking hear coral? Yeah. It, like. <laughs> It's one of those. Um, one scientist said that it was a group of man ray eels that had gotten too large. What? Um, and this was kind of the basis on all of these sounds, where it wasn't like, well, what do you think the Julie is? It was like, well, it's this, this, and this. And then when you look at the other stuff, they're saying it's this, this, and this, too. It, very, very strange. A lot of people say that it, it it was, like, an illegal military-type drilling thing. Yeah. But um, the sounds don't sound natural for that. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the slowdown stuff. Um, the, the bloop was just... That was just really weird. Um, and then it goes on to what animal could it be? Yeah. Um... They, some people said that it could be, uh, I think they said it was a humpback whale. Because mm-hmm. um, the humpback whale somewhat makes the sound of, like, slow down. Mm-hmm. But again, it shouldn't register yeah. from one continent to another. Well, and, like, if you go whale watching in Boston, the whale that you see there, you're not going to hear in Florida. That's, like, yeah, and that's even less of a distance yeah. than what these people are picking like, up on their It doesn't work sound. like that. Yeah. 
super, super weird. Um, there's not really, like, anything that's either concrete or... Because you just... You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's down there. Um, some of them are saying... Some of them said that it could be um, submarines either hitting one of those water drafts underneath. Okay. Something like that. Mm. But everyone goes back to... They don't know why it's registering... In both places. In both places at the same intensity. Yeah. Well, like, you have to wonder... Like, obviously, they always say that we know more about space than we do our own ocean. Yeah. But, like, you have to wonder, like... I literally just found out recently that blobfishes... They don't look like that when they're where they're supposed to be. No, no, no. Like, they're yeah. regular-looking fish, and when you see a blobfish, they didn't know for a long time because they only ever saw them, like... Once the, they came once up. Once they came up. But it's a massive amount of tissue damage to this fish that makes it look like that. Yeah. They don't look like no, that. No, they don't look like that down there. <laughs> I think they're 3,000 feet down or something like that. Yeah, they shouldn't like, be up here. Period. Yeah. But, like, we talked... I know we talked about on a different episode how long it takes to get down to the Titanic mm-hmm. in the submarine, and that it's three hours down and three hours back up. Yeah. That's the Titanic. Think about the Mariana Trench. We have no clue what is down there. There exactly. could be... Like the blobfish that looks completely different down in the ocean than it does when it comes up to shore, like, there could be things down there that nobody's ever seen because we can't get that far. Yeah. Like, we can't, you know, like I said, three hours to get to Titanic, and yes, that's a long way down, I, th- I believe it's a mile under the surface, but the Mariana Trench is way, 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 way deeper than that. Yeah. So you're not going to take an eight-hour submarine ride to get to the bottom of the Mariana <laughs> Trench can't. to be able to get back up to 16 hours in this craft. No. Like, not to mention because the there's, pressure. There's like, nothing. there's nothing that, like, meets you halfway. There's nothing you can, like, tag along. Yeah, you can't refuel. You can't get out if you're freaking out. It's like, well, we brought this ship to be our backup. And it's like, that ship's using the same amount of shit that you're using. You imagine being... I know we talked about it last time, but, like, four hours down, and you say... I'm guessing with Mariana Trench, it would be eight hours down. But, like, say you're halfway... And you're like, oh, fuck, we have to go back up. You have another four hours to go back up? Yeah. Because you ain't going to just speed up and plop no, to the top. Not... Like, you can't do that. That's not how it works. Like, you're going to take the time. Like, yeah. So, like be- so being, like I said, guesstimate to get down eight hours, but 16 hours to get back and forth, that's not even including the time that you have to spend down there in order to see whatever kind of animals are down there. Like, Well, and that's the thing, is it's a lot easier to train people and teach people how to adjust to space. Yeah. Than water. Than water. Well, and like... Mm, I don't know which would be worse. Because, like, I know that it's pretty much instant when you... If you, like, open your spacesuit while you're out in space, like, it's pretty much instant that you die. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if a, your submarine started to crack and water came in, you're still... Yes, the immense pressure would do something to your body. Yeah, but you're still fighting don't it. Even you're know, still yeah. holding your breath. You're yeah, still... Yeah, like, there's still that element of drowning, and, like, that, to me, sounds way worse. Yeah. Like... No, the ocean's terrifying. Yeah. It's but, terrifying. And, like, at the same time, you're in space. It's one of those things where... And, again, like, I'm a big believer in there's something bigger than us out there. More yeah. knowledge- knowledgeable than us. Mm-hmm. But... They're not just like, oh, hey. Yeah. Like, you're in space. You're like, yep, there's a bunch of freaking nothing out here. Yeah. But we know that there's a bunch of nothing out there. Yeah. 
I believe in a lot of like self, like self-hidden machine kind of stuff with aliens. Like a lot of just like either refractions or something. Yeah. So if they are out there, then you're like, cool. Like, I can't see you, so I feel a little bit better. Mm. I believe that you're not real, so I don't see you and I feel better. Yeah. It's just me out here. You know for a fact yeah. things live in water. There's something Like, it is a there. fact yeah. that things live in water. Well, like, I know in the Meg, the thing, the premise is that it's in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. And, like... You know, yes, it seems far-fetched for Hollywood, and I'm not saying Megalodon specifically, but there are things down there that we've never seen, and we probably will never see. Yeah. Because until we decide that we're going to start exploring our ocean and figure out a way that we can get safely the do thousands it. and thousands of feet down into the Mariana Trench, you're never going to know what's down there. No. So something that could make the noise that makes the frequency in both places just as it's high. scary. What the fuck is that? Well, and that's the thing is like, um, you know, more rational scientists have said that it could be like plate tectonic stuff, but it doesn't register on a movement scale. Yeah. It registers on a sound scale. Well, so, and that's the equivalent of it being heard in California, because I know that's where tectonic plates are, like the San Andreas Fault. That moving, but we can hear it here? Like, no. Yeah. It doesn't register in Florida when it moves over there. Exactly. So it's one of those kind of, like, I get what they're saying. There there was some talk about, like, underground, like, iceberg kind of stuff. Okay. Again, we don't know. Yeah. But I get it, but you would think that if it can make a sound like that, yeah. it would register on a... Richter kind of yeah. frequency. Well, and is there any evidence that after any of these sounds, there's any kind of like tsunami? Or there's anything? nothing. So it's it not is causing li- like a it is a hurricane or tsunami or anything like literally that. Literally a sound. So the uh, coasts that come back with like, however they do it. Like you hear that? Yeah, we heard that. Yeah. Um. It's kind of a like so, and they're like, we, we heard know. it. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of it. We just, it just registered like a whale's call. Yeah. Literally like a whale's call. It registers and you go, cool. Do you see it? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then they can it, pinpoint like where it was. Yeah. It was never followed by like the tsunamis. It was never followed by an actual earthquake, a volcano. Yeah. Like it was never you th- followed by You would think if anything. it was like an underwater volcano or two glaciers or icebergs like banging it would together. affect somewhere yeah it would be some kind of tsunami or or something or something something like or like if it was a volcanic eruption you would see some kind of new island or new yeah know, yeah yeah new land being made from the volcanic they never saw anything else except the sounds that's crazy yeah super super weird and there's just so many that have registered over the years not in any kind of, like, specific time. Uh, one of them was during, like, a mating season for a certain, like, whale or something. So yeah. they were like, oh, that's what it is. It's because they're all screaming, basically. And it was like... That's not how All that at works. the same time they yeah. are? Like... Well, and, like... And in unison. That would have to be... Yeah, I was gonna say, that would have to be whales in both, like, areas doing it at the same exact time. Well, and, like, time. all of these 
are one of those things where it's like me 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 yeah like that kind of thing so like you're all on the same page yeah like, just it's not just one like r- random loud ass sound yeah where it's like wah, 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 wah. Yeah. like yeah. it's super like it's super super weird water stuff is always like freak me out because well because we, we have no idea. we have no idea yeah and it's it's scary like it's down there. Yeah. Like, I mean, we know when there's a meteor. We know when, oh, this is kind of weird. Or da, 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 like, that kind of thing. Anything could be happening underneath us. And, we, and no we just, we don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, like, there's, you know, obviously the HP Lovecraft people are like, it's Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Like, instantly. But. It could be. Like, we well, don't know what's down there. Well, and the fact is that there there's writings from hundreds of years ago about things like Krakens and things like Cthulhu and, you know, things that these sailors, Nessie, like, things that these sailors saw, and yes, they had been on the ocean for, you know, months at a time, but they can't all have the same story and it yeah. not be real. You know what I mean? Well, and I mean, like, there's there's been... The giant squids yeah. and giant octopus that have washed up. Where I mean, like one of my favorite pictures is they're standing on this squid, mm-hmm. and you're like, "That is a really cool, like, nice little patio." The guy's standing on, and it's the fucking squid head. Yeah, like it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. The ocean is able to, to build that. something like that. Want to hide it until it dies and like. It either rots and we never see it, or it... Somehow, you know, it And if just... it's down in, you know, the deepest parts of the ocean, it's gonna rot. It's the time it would take for it to float up and then come to shore, it, you know... Well, and anything floating up like that, probably gonna get eaten. pretty torn apart, yeah. pretty eaten, pretty pecked at. Yeah. And again, if it is... It's not one of these things where it's like, it's living off of Cocoa Beach and we're like, what's that? Yeah. The ocean is vast. Yeah. You know, there's parts of it that people haven't even flown over. Yeah. There's no need. If it's floating up in... It literally could be visible if you were in the right place, right time. Yeah. Kind of thing. But But, nobody ever had But it's just, you know, it's gonna be destroyed by the time it actually reaches the coast. Yeah. So, it's... I don't know. It's fascinating to me. It's scary. Yeah. (laughs) And I just really hope that some kind of technology comes out in my lifetime... To see that stuff. Yeah. Because I, as scary as it is, I freaking love ocean Well, we don't have to be part of it. We just watch it. No, I just want to watch it. Preferably, like, even farther away from the coast than we are right now. Right. Like, it'd be one of those, like, hey, did you... (laughs) We want to go from Florida to New England. Yeah. We're not going to, like, Wyoming. No. Like... (laughs) But if they found something tomorrow, I'd be like, hold that press conference. I'm going to go to Wyoming. Right. And live in like a shack with no bathtub or running water. Right. And then I want to watch you. <laughs> like, bring it up. Boys. Guess what we found? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, creepy. Those were yours. Were so good. I cannot wait to go. I, yeah, I got the brain see it. scratch. I, I, I have to read see the book, it. But the for the brain scratch um, documentary on YouTube definitely worth watching. He has a couple too, like where he talks about the Robin Hood Hills murders and all that kind of stuff. But the Ed Edwards one, like. That is mind-blowing. But it's mind-blowing just him being there. Even yeah. if he was just like, man, I used to do this. Because well, then it's like, why are you there? But it's just what like, are you doing? why like, are you there? And first of all, like, you are a crime person, and you are just, like, right in the lion's den right now. Yeah. 
And no one... Well, it's like a... No one even pays... No one knows. Yeah. Well, it's like, um... Rodney Akina, whatever his name is, the dating game player, like, going and flaunting being on the dating game show. Yeah. When he knows he's killed people and he's gonna kill more people, like... You know, it's it it is that like ha you can't catch me. Yeah, and that's that's an arrogance. Yeah. But it's creepier that if you're a crime buff, you've watched these documentaries. Yeah. That you've watched these documentaries and it's I don't know, it would be like watching something and you see Ted Bundy in the background yeah. at the uh, restaurant. Yeah. And you're just like, Can you pause this for yeah. a second? Well it's like another I don't know. Another, like, brown-haired girl went got murdered, but in, like, somewhere where he hadn't been or we hadn't known that he'd been. And then it's like, oh, but he's right there. Why are they arresting that guy? He, it's Ted Bundy. He's that there. Is, you assume that because he's there, he probably had something to do with it. But that is fascinating. Terry Hobbs killed Christopher Byers, Stevie Branch, and Michael Moore. He, re- he really did. Maybe I, with I, that Edward's help? I, I feel like maybe that guy, I mean, technically it'd be, like, living our dream. What if he was, like, Mr. Bojangles? Oh, God, yeah. But he was just so covered in mud that right. that was a black guy? I was going to say, blackface is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, well, I'm definitely going to, like, watch more and research yeah. on that. Well, like that I said, so... I haven't read the book, but I will. I'm what was it called? Not. It's me, the Ed Edwards, the serial killer you never heard of. God. Or you know nothing about. Something like that. That's but so it's by cool. Bo- by John Cameron. Wow. Um, and he was the guy who caught him. So it, he's a credible guy. God, do you think he was watching, like the documentaries and going, wait, yeah, like he had I, to have been, because I bet he was like, how did you like, how like you... he's arrested the guy, he knows him, he knows what he looks like, his mannerisms, the way he walks, the way he moves. But way, even you know... if you like link him, <clears throat> even if you go, oh my God, he lived in the Robin Hood air, like me, you know? Yeah. That's weird. And oh. He lived around Manitowoc. That's yeah. That's really weird too. But to and like lived in Boulder, visually then, sit there yeah. and go, he's lived. Wait everywhere. a minute. That's wait a minute. That's yeah him. Mm-hmm. Like because you don't you think that stuff happens, but there's no way that a camera crew like Cassie, caught it. Yeah, it's just like oh my god, well, like that he would be bold enough to be on camera. At these bold places. enough to be at a gravesite with yeah. two parents there. Yeah. Knowing that there's a documentary film cl- uh, people there. But again, the area. that's getting so close to the police yeah. that it's like, I don't know, they're going down the graveyard Thursday to shoot some blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because you have to have police there. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be, like, a cop at the gate just being like, we're only letting, it's yeah. 15 minutes, Yeah. then you can go into the graveyard. Yeah. That would work with his, like, buddy cop thing. Mm-hmm. Finding out about murders, who they think did it, like, you know, pushing the whole, oh, I heard there was cults in West Memphis. Well, and especially, like, the Stephen Avery thing was such a big thing Mm -hmm. in Manitowoc, because what the hell's going on in Manitowoc? Well, like, he got out after 18 years, and it was like, he would be, they, he's suing the police department, so wouldn't it be perfect to plant the evidence with him, knowing that they would want him in jail, so they're not even going to look at anybody else, because it's like, fuck yeah, let's get Stephen Avery. Well, they mentioned, they mentioned in the Stephen Avery thing, like, how, they're like, well, we have to, like, get people away from the courthouse, and it's just like a big buzz, like, everybody wants to be in there. Yeah. He got in there. Yeah. Behind coming in with Ken Kratz and with uh, Stephen Avery's dad. So. 
Like, how are you in the front lines of a court case that everyone wants to be involved yeah. with, but, you know, it's first come by importance? Yeah. How? I have no idea. Holy shit. Yeah. But, um, we'll Guess be I'm back have to next watch those week, again. Right? <laughs> we'll be back next week. Yep. Um, and let us know what your favorite conspiracy theories are. Let us know what you thought about ours. Yeah, for um, sure. And we'll see you next week. Bye!